Hey everyone, you're listening to the MLEPC podcast. Thank you for joining us. The podcast features every previous Sunday's sermon and plenty of other cool content like interviews and mini-series. Please remember to share our content and subscribe to our channel so you can stay up to date with everything that we create. You can find out more about what's happening at the church by visiting our website at mlepc.org or checking us out on our social media. Once again, we thank you for tuning in to the Emily PC podcast, and we hope to see you at an event soon. It is such a joy to be able to be here with all of you and to celebrate the joy that is Jesus Christ and the gift that he has given us. It is amazing how complicated we can make Christmas, but it is all very, very simple. It is a baby born in a manger because God loves us. If you were here with us last Christmas, you might remember a slightly different feel in the sanctuary, as in it was freezing. Our boiler went out the right before Christmas Eve. Uh, it was 40 degrees in here. Uh, my favorite picture is two of our kids huddled under parkas trying to get warm from the light of their candle. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember the spirit of that evening. I, th- I think it was because we were suffering together that there was something uniting us in worship. We had, to, I, I, we had all these space heaters plugged in in the sound booth, um, and that fried a a fuse, and so we didn't even have sound for the beginning of the service. As our guys were scrambling around, we sent the drummer who was an electrician down to to find the right breaker switch, but in the meantime, we began singing Christmas carols a cappella because we didn't have any amplification, and it was a beautiful moment to realize that this is all so simple. It is all about Jesus and his gift. It's not about the trappings. I mean, the poinsettias are beautiful. The candles are beautiful. But it's not about that. It is because God loved you so much that he sent his only son to be born in a humble manger, to die on an even more humble cross, that he would be raised again so that you could be invited into the family of God. You can think of it in this way, there's a a model called the three circles, and if you think about these three circles, it helps you figure out how all of this works together. One circle is our very broken world. You don't have to raise your hand, but if you, do you think that the world right now is broken? There are broken people, there are broken relationships, there's broken nations, there is broken families. And, and we find different ways that we try to, to escape the brokenness or fix the brokenness. We might try to work really, really, really hard. We might try to, to, to buy all the right perfect Christmas presents this year and everybody will be happy for, you know, at least 24 hours. We try to do all of these different things, but nothing fills that God's eyes hole in our heart. Even for Christians, it's really hard to, to, to feel like we can make things perfect because it's such a broken world. But that is not how God designed the world. If you think of this circle over here, this is how God designed the world. He designed it perfect. He designed it completely harmonious. When you think of the Garden of Eden and Adam and Eve, and they got to walk around in a garden with God every day. There was no stress. There was no, 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 nothing to worry about, no to-do list. They just got to hang out with God. How amazing must that have been? And, and that's how God wanted to create it. But, but something broke. Something happened. I love the way that the, the book that Ashley read describes it. They, they no longer treated God as king. That's what happened. The serpent came along and made them question God. Could they trust God? Did God really say? 
He pushed them to think, well, maybe God is holding out on us. Maybe we need to grab what we think we really need, that tree, of the fruit from the tree of the, of the knowledge of good and evil. They decided to take that so that they could be equal to God. They could trust themselves and not have to trust God anymore. And that is what broke the relationship between God and humans. They no longer treated God as king. Sin entered their lives and they were separated from God. But God would not let that be the end of the story. Even though we try in our brokenness to get back to God, there's nothing that we can do that is enough because we are not God. We cannot be perfect enough for God. There's no way we can get back there. God knew that he would have to be the one to come to us. And that's when circle number three comes in. There's no way to get from God, from the brokenness back to God's perfection. So God brought another way. He brought the innocent, humble, vulnerable, most, most precious gift that we can imagine, but in the most fragile place, in the most fragile form, that of an infant who couldn't do anything for himself at all. Here is the, the creator of the universe, the one in whom and by whom and through whom everything was made that was made. And yet he took on the form of an infant. He didn't come to say, all right, people, we're going to fix this. He didn't come like an army general commanding people to go place to place. He didn't come by like a political power, uh, you know, forcing people to go where they wanted to go. God came in the most humble and gentle way we can even imagine. He came that way because he wants you to choose to love him. He doesn't want to force you to love him. He wants you to, to, to feel safe. He wants to come alongside you. And he wants to invite you to believe in him. Jesus came in the most vulnerable form he possibly could. He died the most vulnerable death he possibly could. He lived a perfect life in between those places in humility. The only personality description we get of Jesus in the whole Bible is from Matthew. It says he was gentle and humble of heart. Jesus Christ, who left the throne of heaven to come to earth, was gentle and lowly, gentle and humble of heart. He was the one who was willing to let go of all of it. Why? Because he loves you. We've been watching a, a video series in our church called uh, the Advent Series with Derwin Gray, a former, former professional football player. And he was talking about the, Jesus coming as a lowly king. And he's like, why do you think Jesus came that lowly? Because he believed every one of you is redeemable. Every one of you is lovable. Every one of you is worth loving. Jesus looks at you and says, it was worth coming here because of you. Jesus Christ offered himself in the lowest way so that we, rather than being scared away or forced to do something, would, would see his gentle and humble invitation. When Jesus came, he enabled that gulf between God and our broken humanity to be healed, like that, that nurse that coming to, to heal and help the boat to, to rescue and to save. All of the ways the broken communication between us and God gets restored. And God suddenly is able to welcome all of us into the presence of God, into the very throne room of God with open arms. Jesus says that you 
are adopted as children. You, you may feel like an orphan. You may feel lonely. Those of you watching at home, you may feel completely abandoned. But you are loved. And Jesus wants to adopt every single one of us as his children. Brothers and sisters, when the, when the angels came to proclaim to the shepherds that great news, and say, behold, I bring you great news of great joy. Unto you a child is born, unto you a savior. And it's good news of glad tidings for all on whom his favor rests. You know what that means? That means you're his favorite. Every one of you is one of God's favorites. His favor rests on you. And it is because of this great joy that we are able to say glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill to all. Brothers and sisters, you are loved. You are lovable. You are redeemable. Nothing so broken is hopeless. Jesus Christ came to make the impossible possible. It is a very simple thing. All we have to do is believe in him and know that we will have life forever in his arms. Let's pray together. Holy God, we do thank you and we praise you for your love and for your grace, for your power. Lord, that you call us by name. You know us. You knit us together in our mother's womb. You came to this earth. You breathed our air. You walked our, our sod. You, you proclaimed the truth. You died for us and you rose again from the dead and will gather us into your arms like our good shepherd. Holy God, we lift up to you our brokenness, Lord. We ask for your healing for your rescue, for your, your saving grace. We carry the weight of sin and shame and guilt and regret. But Lord, you are able to wipe it all away, to clothe us with your robes of righteousness in place of our dirty rags. Oh Lord God, we thank you for all who are here with us tonight, for these children who have been praising your name. We pray special blessings on them and on their parents and families and grandparents. And Lord, on everyone, whether they are alone or with family tonight, Lord, may they know your presence, that you are God with us. You are at work in us. And you shine your light through us to be the light of the world. Lord, we thank you that you have adopted us as children, and it is as your children we are bold to pray, as Jesus taught us to pray, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Hi, this is Pastor Carolyn. Thanks so much for joining us today. If you'd like to find out more about our church, you can check out our website at mlepc.org and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a podcast. Have a blessed day.